I'm Morgan. And I'm Sierra. And welcome to the Rockin' EQ. Hey everyone, welcome back. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how EQ relates to success and how EQ relates to self-improvement. Yeah, to a big kind of focus for us today is talking about some of these, you know, there's been a big correlation between successful people in the workplace and what their EQ scores are. And so we've done a little bit of deep diving into some of those numbers and even into some other studies and research shown that it doesn't have to just be the workplace. I mean, a big part of why these people are successful are because of the skills that they have. And those skills go way beyond the workplace. Oh, absolutely. And we'll, we'll tease into what some of those skills are, but we found like some research on relating it to families and family communication because it is a skills that you use all the time in everyday life. Daily. Your emotional intelligence really is, it's so interesting because one of our big resources that we use is the Emotional Intelligence 2.0 book, right? And since this book came out, there's a huge like push towards understanding this emotional intelligence, right? But we still, despite even that push, we still have such a lack of understanding of what EQ actually is in our day-to-day life. But our emotional intelligence really is so extremely critical to this skills and the decisions that we make day in and day out. Yeah, I feel like this book was published and emotional intelligence kind of became a buzzword that you hear across things, but I think there's still a pretty big lack of understanding on what it is and a misconception about how to apply it. Oh, for sure. For sure. So some of the things that it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's easier to identify what something isn't. So we're going to go ahead and start there. Okay. So they found a pretty significant correlation between um, higher EQ and higher success. And so EQ is not the same as IQ. We talked a little bit about that last week and we'll get way into the difference between EQ, IQ, and personality in a future episode, but it's different than IQ and it's different than personality, but it's also, it's not based on your experience. The amount of experience you have in a job is not associated with success to the same degree that EQ is. The higher EQ you have will make you more successful than the amount of experience or knowledge you have. In a, that's what they found in a corporate world and that we can generalize and apply to things outside of that as well. Yeah, one of the, one of the really cool facts that comes from this book is it's talking about that impact of EQ. Um, it literally says that it, the EQ is so critical to success that... It, it accounts for 58% of performance in all job types. And that's like an exact quote from the book. So that's a pretty big, over half. Mm-hmm. EQ accounts for over half of people's performances in all job types. Not just like a specific job, in all job types. And I think that's really interesting because, 
I mean, we do talk, it, it is talked a lot about in this corporate world, but when you think about it, those things that make people good leaders are really, they just, they have these critical skills that they use and that's, that's what makes them successful. And just because I may or may not be in the corporate world doesn't mean that I don't have those skills. And I think there's sometimes some misconceptions about, well, I don't client face I don't like, I don't like client facing. I don't need to like, I don't like communication skills. I'm going to, I have a job or a profession where I don't have to interact with clients or it's minimal. And so I don't need to work on those skills. Which is not true. And that's so not true. And it's like, well, I own my business. I work for myself. I'm self-employed. I don't need those skills. Or I don't have other employees or like, it's just me. I don't need those skills. Wrong. Yes, <laughs> yes you do. You <laughs> and they've they really it really does like tease out like it, it it applies to everybody. And the more EQ you have, the better off. Like the more success you're gonna have. Yeah, they and and it's really interesting because I think they've been able to get a lot of these numbers and connect EQ directly to success through this corporate world. So that's where we get a lot of these numbers, but. Another thing that they talked about is there have been studies that have specifically proven that your EQ can influence your salary, which is really interesting and should be appealing to a lot of people. If you're somebody in the workforce and you're looking to be more successful and to be a good leader, I would highly recommend looking at and looking into emotional intelligence because they've proven that um, if you, so people with higher EQs make more money and they've been able to find that number to be an average of uh, like $29,000 on someone's annual salary. So if you are emotionally intelligent, there's a good chance you're going to just make more money. And I think part of why I think part of why people are making more money because of that is is because of critical skills. Yes, absolutely. And it comes into some critical skills. And we did some digging into to see what kind of critical skills we could find. Um, <laughs> the In this book that we were reading, they said that they tested for 33 specific ones. We were never actually able to find those 33, but we found a lot of yeah, other ones. Because see. these are skills that that they go so much farther than just like managing a team or running a business. And so some of the things that we found, like if you were emotionally intelligent, here are some of the benefits. And uh, honestly, these benefits should be appealing to everybody such as uh, reducing stress. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Reducing stress. I think we talked about anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. Like sign me up for all three of those. Burnout. Avoiding burnout. Um, some other ones is it helps you be able to receive constructive criticism. I think sometimes people have a tendency to take it personally. And get defensive. And get defensive. And offended. <laughs> All the good stuff. And so if you have that EQ awareness, it makes it a lot easier to receive constructive criticism. As well as process your emotions that include like fear and doubt and insecurity and some of these that a lot of people, we call them bad emotions. 
or negative emotions. Yeah. But we have some strong feelings on that. Emotions aren't bad. You do not. <laughs> I had, this is a hot button topic of mine. You do not have bad emotions. You do not have to battle your emotions. You do not have to defeat your emotions. Emotions are not bad. And I think especially like emotions related to fear and emotions related to anger as a culture, like you're not, you're not allowed to be afraid. Like we praise being brave and we praise, you know, confidence. And we like, we have this culture of like, you shouldn't be afraid. You shouldn't be insecure. You shouldn't feel those things. And that's those not... are bad things. Those are bad. Yeah. Why would, that's a bad feeling. Why would you have that one? Don't admit that you're scared. Da 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 da. Well, that's not true. Your emotions are not bad. You have to manage them, right? It's important that you're able to identify, like, I am extremely intimidated by this project that I just got put on. And I've been able to, I find that. I don't need to beat myself up and be like, oh, well, I shouldn't be intimidated. I should just do it. Like, why am I scared of this? Why is this upsetting me? It's like, it's bad to be intimidated by it no it's not but you need to manage it and find find the reasoning and talk yourself through it and manage those things and control your emotions don't let your emotions control you but emotions themselves are not bad it's not bad to be angry you're allowed to be angry you're allowed to feel that way it's not bad to feel angry but you have to manage it absolutely and i think one of my favorite things that um I think we have grown and learned together mm -hmm. has really been, um, I know that I've learned it from you quite frankly, um, is when I am frustrated or I have these big feelings and I'm like, you know what? I just, this is how I feel. And, uh, I shouldn't feel this way. Morgan's always been really good to be like, well, th that that's how you feel and your feelings and your emotions are valid and it is okay to have those feelings and to process them and to move on that way. And I think that's a big part in being able to sit down, identify those emotions, which we're going to later dive into some specifics on what emotions we are being triggered by, but being able to identify those emotions and say, you know, my emotions and my feelings are valid. I'm okay to feel this way, but be able to continue to progress through them and to process them completely and wholly is what puts us into, into that next step of doing something about it. And that's how you can kind of keep overcoming trials and challenges by being mm -hmm. able to work through those emotions. Yeah. Um, a good way to kind of describe emotional intelligence that we were looking at that resonated with me that I really liked was emotional intelligence is where your emotions and your reasoning meet. And so it's the combination of the two and being able to reason through and reason beyond your emotions and using those together to become a productive person and to become aware of yourself and manage yourself well and to be able to do the same things with other people and within your environment so that you can be successful and move through those things in a healthy way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some other things that we found that some of these skills that are benefited by emotional intelligence, I really thought this was an interesting one because I saw 
it say that it improved communication skills and then I saw a list right below it that said enhanced social skills and I thought this was really interesting because I think it'd be easy to look at them and just automatically assume that they were the same thing they're very much so not <laughs> there when Absolutely. you think about it um, to improve communication skills is really more me being able to improve my communication skills when we have feelings or we think something if we don't know how to work through those emotions we tend to get really well I feel this well I feel this I feel this way I feel angry I feel upset I feel sad I feel happy but we don't really know how to communicate anything beyond that and so one of the examples that we were using together earlier is, well, I feel like you're not, or you don't listen to me, right? Right. And uh, the difference in just saying, this is how I feel, and uh, being able to communicate that with more of a, this is what I need. So instead of just saying, I feel like you don't listen to me, I can say, I feel like you don't listen to me. I need you to put your phone down and like look at me. When we have a conversation so I know that you are listening to me. And the big difference between that one enhancing social skills is by improving my communication skills of how I feel it will enhance my social skills because all of a sudden I have been able to open a line of communication with you or with mm -hmm. whoever it is to then problem solve and to find a solution to help fix that. Yep, absolutely. Another thing that it does is it creates positive environments. Um, it can increase your frustration tolerance, which is a really good one. Uh, it can help you accept change and to respond accordingly. And uh, it really, when it comes down to it, emotional intelligence really fosters good leadership skills. Absolutely. And I think that goes way beyond the workplace. Oh, that's... Being a parent, being an older sibling, it's, you know, within a relationship with your spouse or your significant other, like, you use leadership skills through your life. Even if you're not, even if you don't identify yourself as a leader, you're still leading and guiding through things. And you always are. Like, that's, and not that, you know, you're like, well, I'm, I'm not the oldest sibling. I'm not a parent, so I'm not a leader. I think if you reflect on your life, there are times when you do have to lead. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this... Or you find yourself in those leadership positions for who knows who else. Yeah. But... So those were some of the really cool skills that we had found that are definitely benefited by emotional intelligence and kind of go into playing into that success of people. Yeah. is being able to do all those things or being able to have those benefits can definitely make you more successful. Yep. EQ is really very related to this cultural, this idea, like we self-improvement is a big thing. Like you go into the bookstore and there's shelves of self-improvement so books. books. It's, a, it's a whole genre, right? And EQ can absolutely go so hand in hand with that. Like I feel like that's kind of the box we've been banging is EQ is improving yourself and being more successful. And so... Well, because it is. And I think a lot of why it hasn't gained as much traction in, like, outside of the workforce 
is because I don't think people quite understand what it is, which I hope at this point there's an understanding of what it is, but also um, not seeing it as something that can be improved, and it absolutely can. And there's, there's lots of different ways to improve your emotional intelligence. So that kind of goes into there's, they call them formal and informal training. And so there's informal things. There's also things that we can't control that are just naturally going to improve emotional intelligence, which is age. As you get older, you get more emotionally intelligent. Thank heavens. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, and, and we shouldn't expect, you know, a 12-year-old to have the same emotional intelligence as a 15-year-old as a 30-year-old. Like... So, Adley, that's something to consider as a parent. You know, they are going to be more, like, they're not going to have the capacity for these skills at 15, and they're not going to have the empathy and the understanding that you do. And a lot of that is just simply age. And I think, and you used a word there, and that's probably been, like, some of my favorite, like, my favorite word as we've talked about emotional intelligence is the capacity. Yes. Is that we have this capacity to understand these emotions and it will continue to grow. Absolutely. And that, that is what changes. Yeah. So, um, something that you can't control that changes your emotional intelligence would be age. Another would be life circumstance. There's things and events that happen in your life that are going to change your emotional intelligence. And some of those are not fun things like a death is going to change your emotional intelligence. Like, yes not gonna sugarcoat that that's just that's one of those things like having to grieve having to endure and go through painful things is going to change your emotional intelligence but lots of other circumstances can change it too the people that you're around your role models the things that you surround yourself with your environment is going to impact your emotional intelligence and so those are all and there's lots of like informal ways to work through it, like surrounding yourself with people you feel like are emotionally intelligent. And like the media you consume can change your emotional intelligence. So like listening to podcasts on it or, <laughs> you know. This little plug there for ourselves. Well, well self, <laughs> self, yeah. Um, or reading books on emotional intelligence or in not even just emotional intelligence on, on those self-improvement things that we've talked about or list, like biographies of people that you're inspired by like things like that are going to change your emotional intelligence there's also and this is what I think we'll kind of get into more in a different episode but there's formal training you can do to change your emotional intelligence like taking a course or a class or a work training and you'll see like measurable changes in your emotional intelligence. And that's something that you can't do with your IQ or your personality. You can't take, you can't go through a book or a workshop and measure your IQ before a workshop. And then, you know, after a week long course, go back and have a measurable difference in your IQ. And you can't like go through a workshop on personality and change your personality <laughs> in four over weeks. a week. Like, yeah. Or like you can't go through like IQ is very stable. It does change over time, but it's not like you're not going to take a course and change it. Like, bam, it's, it's not a very gradual. Flexible. It's a gradual thing. 
that we're talking IQ and personality changes over years and over decades. Yeah. EQ is different Those things than are that. pretty stable. EQ can change in a semester, like in a couple of weeks, in months, like... And, and I guess a good example that I can use, um, so we took, I, we took this test, right, before we really started this. So we took yeah. it back in November. The EQ appraisal, yes. Yes, we took the EQ appraisal back in November. Um, just this past week at work, we were asked to take it again, and uh, I had a four-point increase in my emotional intelligence from November to the second week of January. Do you feel like a lot of that has just been consuming all this research and stuff for the podcast and all the EQ stuff you've been doing? Yeah. Yeah. I do think that it comes down, but I think, I do think that a huge, massive part of that is the self-awareness that comes with it, is the being able to sit down and be like, okay, I need to dissect this a little bit farther and I need to not be as reactive as maybe the emotions that I'm feeling. And I need to, uh, I need to give my brain a chance to think reasonably and logically before I actually take some action and do something about it. And uh, that's, it's been really interesting to observe more people and to observe those personalities and to see how that changes the way that I approach different topics. I think that's so cool and it's so exciting that even over just a couple of months, because we're mid-January right now, we're talking a two-month difference. Yeah. And it's, you're, you're seeing measurable changes, which yeah. is kind of a cool thing to think about. And I like some of the language that you used, and it reminded me of something that's big in the book that we've been reading is it talks about like understanding emotional intelligence and learning about emotional intelligence gives us a foundation for critical thinking skills. Absolutely. Absolutely. And being able to take that and critically think about how you're reacting to things and being like, I need to take a step back and reason through this before I proceed. And that being able to use those critical thinking skills to be like, oh, so-and-so reacted really strongly to that. I'm going to take a step back and reason through why did she have such a strong reaction? Mm -hmm. Let me think about this. Where before you might not have gone all the way through and been like, whoa, that was well, a especially lot. Especially with conflict, WTF, like you're saying. Like, <laughs> you need to chill, lady. Like, rather than being like, oh, that was a really strong reaction. That was uncalled for. I'm annoyed. And, and I'm going to react strongly and now. And then this conflict, basically. But to be able to... And we, we talked, we touched this very briefly, like the personality aspect. And so to be able to kind of take some of the personality of other people that I'm around, especially at work into mm -hmm. consideration while I have feelings, it's, it's been really interesting to see how that has changed in the last two months as to what Sierra a year ago would have done. Yeah. Absolutely. It, I think it would have been very different. I think and I so, think I would yeah. and I do think going back to some of those like those benefits, I do think when I've had some confrontation, I've felt less stressed. I still feel stressed. Oh, it's sure. not gone. And I don't think but I think I the think amount of ever going to be a situation where you just don't feel. Well, especially <laughs> like given your personality like oh, 100% being in a confrontation there's always going to be a degree of stress, but 
to not be overly stressed and to not overly... be so overwhelmed and have an entire emotional hijacking happen because mm-hmm. of it absolutely it's kind of cool that kind of sums up what we wanted to talk about today and gives us a really good segue into our next episode which is going to cover a lot of overcoming emotions and how to find reasoning through your emotions and that's what we're going to get into next time Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Rock and EQ. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, no, it was just a little bit of a shorter episode. We're going to try and make them um, between 20 to 30 minutes so they're a little bit easier to dissect as we're going through a lot of this. We know it's super information dense. Yes, and I think especially the next coming episodes are going to be a lot of information and there's a lot of research that shows that you the ideal amount of time to consume educational material is about 30 minutes beyond 30 minutes we kind of tap out we start to lose interest and it's like a mental fatigue that happens so we're going to try to keep these for the most part 30 and under that's yeah that's pretty much our goal because even we when we have conversations about it i know after we've had a really long conversation i'm like whoa i need to sit down and dissect everything that we just talked about but Yeah, we're super excited to go into our next episode next week. So stay tuned and we'll see you guys later. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us as we dive into emotional intelligence. If you have any questions or would like to keep up with more of our work, you can find us on Instagram at the Rockin' EQ. That's the dot rockin' dot. EQ. We hope you enjoyed this episode, but before we go, show some love and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And stay tuned for more episodes on how emotional intelligence can help you.